This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. Hope Lives Friday side notes. Uh, On Fridays, we're going to uh, delve into some side notes. And what are side notes? They may be historical issues that I want to deal with that give you a biblical perspective. It might be something economic, might be something from the Bible, might be some symbolism from the Bible, or it might even just be some ideas, philosophical, maybe even scientific that interest me and that I think the Bible either speaks to or they shed light on scripture and allow you to understand and see scripture in uh, maybe a new, a different, a more in-depth way than you saw it before. So uh, Friday Side Notes is a dealer's choice type situation for me in in that I am going to just give you information that is important. And I think it's important that we take a little time and that we spend a little time studying the resurrection because most importantly, it's the most important event in human history. We need to uh, focus our hearts and minds on that at least once a year and at least one week out of the year. It's only about 2% of the year. And why shouldn't uh, the church think about, consider, chase after, and ponder the things that took place, which which have really made our, our lives and have made our future and our hope secure. And we're in that. So today I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. And if you'll notice, a lot of the passages that I used over the years, last year and this year for Holy Week, um, a lot of the passages that I use for those events are the first chapter of the epistles because Paul thinks it's so important all the time. Every time he writes a letter, he thinks it's of the utmost importance that he lay a foundation of Jesus Christ. He says that even in his in his epistles that he lays the foundation of Jesus. And, and when you have a foundation of Jesus Christ, you've got a secure foundation. You've got a foothold that no one can uh, slip off of. When you're uh, planted, in the solid rock, then you've got hope and no one can and no one can separate you from that. So we're in Ephesians chapter one, verse three, and he says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, you do need to understand when you're when you're dealing with God, God exists in three persons and you were made in his image. So you have three parts also. You have the body, soul, and spirit. And God exists in three persons, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you go, what are the functions of all those? They got a lot of functions and they have a lot of names, each one of them, because they uh, do so many things and they're they're, uh, so intricately involved in their creation and uh, and they're so intricately involved in your life. But generally speaking, the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus, who is the Word made flesh. He's the God-man. He reveals the Jesus to us, and then Jesus glorifies his Father by, by doing his Father's will, and that's what he did in his life, and then ultimately going to the cross and through the resurrection. He, he fulfilled 
his father's will for him. And you have the Holy Spirit revealing God to us. You have the son being God to us. And you have the father willing all that to take place so that we might know him and have a relationship with him. That's a simple way to say it. But it, 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 I think it's real important when you're dealing with God that you realize that, that the Holy Spirit's always revealing God to me and that the son is always being God in the flesh to me. And that the Father is always willing that so that we might have relationship with him through the Son and through the Holy Spirit. And so it says, blessed be the God of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So we have all these blessings. We have all the things that the very best that God has prepared for us. And how do we get them? Through Christ. That's why the Holy Spirit's always revealing Christ to us. And that's why the Father is always willing Christ's work and life in us. So he says, blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Well, I think this is a neat, powerful passage, powerful understanding. He says, Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus was slain from the foundation of the world, which means God had already decided at the foundation, at the creation of the world, that Jesus Christ would give his life for us, slain from the foundation of the world, part of God's plan, part of God's uh, ministry, part of God's decision, part of God's will. He says, just as he chose him before the foundation of the world, just as he chose him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him. He chose us before the foundation of the world. So he made the plan and the plan was full and complete. The plan was through Jesus and the plan was for us. And it is a plan that has been in place and been at work since Genesis chapter one, verse one, where it says, uh, uh, God said, let there be light. Uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and, and all that goes with that. Since that time has, has happened in, in memoriam past, since that has been going on throughout history, <clears throat> well, from the foundation of the world, uh, God chose us. That's what he says. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He's made us so that we could be blameless before him. Now, that blamelessness is not because of our good works. That blamelessness is because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. We're blameless because of who he is. We're blameless because of what he's done. We're blameless because of the finished work he's done on the cross. We're blameless and, and made justified and right before God because Jesus made us justified and right before God. And, and so we're blame, blameless through his, this is how we know what love is. Christ died for us. That's what scripture teaches. That's how we know love is uh, self-sacrifice for our benefit to his ultimate detriment. But now it wasn't to his ultimate detriment because he got us in the end. So ultimately he won him a prize. But while he was experiencing it, while he was going through it, it was to his pain. It was to his sorrow. It was to his loss. And so he says, he says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. We've been predestined for adoption to him. God's already set it out for us to be set apart for him. This is one of the teachings of the book of Ephesians and the book of Romans, an understanding that uh, God has set us apart to be adopted into his family, to be a part of his family, to be part of the family of God, even though we don't. He said, according to the good pleasure of whose will? It's according to the good pleasure of his will. 
of God's will. Remember, what is the preeminent force in the universe? What is the force that created the universe? The force that created the universe and its preeminent force in the universe is the will of the Father. And so all these things are taking place according to God's will. When we come to the cross, it wasn't an accident. The cross wasn't a wasn't a, a blip in human history. The cross wasn't a, 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 a hurdle that God had to jump over that he does, didn't know was coming. When we come to the cross, we understand that it was according to the will of the Father that the cross be there. It was according to the will of the Father that the Son be hung on that cross. It was according to the will of the Father that uh, God would bring about his plan of redemption for mankind. It's not a. It's not an accident. He's Paul is clearly identifying here in, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, that the plan of God was for Jesus Christ to give his life on that cross for us and that we were a part of that plan. We weren't an unknown factor. He did that and he prepared it for us. He chose us in him uh, bec uh, before the foundation of the world. That's what uh, verse 4 says. And he set us apart for adoptions as son to Christ himself according to his good pleasure and his will. It's according to God's pleasure and God's will. And that's the important thing to understand. The reason God is because God knew you first. The reason you love God is because God loves you first. And the way you know that you have him is because you hear him in your heart. He's calling and wooing you in your heart uh, to him. And when that's going on and when that's happening in your life and when, when you see that taking place in your life, it's the work of God. It's the eternal work of God. It's not the temporal in the moment work of God. It's God at work in your life forever and ever to come and forever and ever in the past. That's what it said from the foundation of time. He, just, verse four says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. And so he says, to the praise and the glory of his grace. What, what was the purpose of it? so that his grace might be glorified, so that his love and his ability to give us what we do not deserve might be glorified. And he says, by which made us accepted in the beloved. His work made us acceptable. His work made us okay. Uh, he says, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. We've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. We've been redeemed by the blood of, of Christ. We've been um, bought at a price. You were bought at a price. You were bought at the life of Je Jesus gave his life for yours. And so he says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, because God decided it according to the riches of his grace. God decided it because <clears throat> he knew that you needed it. God decided it because he knew that you would uh, be lost without him. And so it says, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Notice, it's abundant to us. It's given to us in abundance. Uh, the presence of God is given to you in abundance. The, the kingdom of God is given to you in power. The, the purpose of God is given to you in clarity in your mind. When you seek after God, it's right there. Uh, salvation is the process of you seeking after God after you've turned toward him because he made uh, redemption available to you. And he makes the redemption available to you. He puts the plan in place. He calls you. He woos you by the Holy Spirit. And then you turn toward him. And then as you turn toward him, the salvation process begins. And he begins to change your heart and mind. He makes you a new creature. He pours grace all over you. 
pours grace all over you and, and it abounds to you. All the goodness of God abounds to you in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Uh, notice, he made his plan uh, known to us, having made that plan known to us about his will. He's not hiding his will from you. He's made his plan available to you. He's not hiding his purpose from you. He's His Holy Spirit's revealing it to you. He's not holding back from you. The only thing that's being held back is you're holding your ba yourself back from God's, God's grace and his very best. The only thing holding you back is you seeking after your own flesh, which is uh, a, a common problem for every human being. And trust me, I know it just as much as you do. The only thing holding you back is you're chasing after your own purposes and your own will rather than God's will. The only thing holding you back is you're allowing yourself to be mired by the enemy in, in, in spiritual uh, battles and struggles that you can't get out of. And you're walking in misery and you're walking in hopelessness and you're walking in despair and you're walking in troubles and worry and doubt and fear. And when you walk in all those things, when you walk in those things in shame, when you walk in those things, you were keeping yourself from it because it's, it doesn't, you don't have to walk in those things anymore. It's been made available to you that in Christ Jesus, you might have a hope, a redemption, a deliverance in that. And he said, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, we which he purposed uh, in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, meaning in the fullness of time, when God's plan is fully complete, when, it, when everything is brought to its, its perfect end, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Notice, Christ is the net. He catches us. He's the one that gathers all things in into him. And then he says, um, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. Eventually, God is gathering us all together in Christ. And it says, in him also we have obtained an inheritance. In him we've, in, we've obtained an inheritance, uh, being predestined according to the purposes of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Notice, he's working his will out for you. And all you have to do, all, all that is needed of you is to turn toward it and to walk in it. That's all God, that's all God requires for you that you turn and walk in that will. And troubles come, difficulties come. A lot of times new people new people come to our church and, and they experience a lot of difficulties and troubles. They, the enemy attacks. And anytime you, you start a new spiritual journey, especially a spiritual journey where um, you are seeking after the grace and the fullness of God, the enemy is going to try to attack. Your flesh is going to try to keep you back. Uh, spiritual warfare is going to be going on around you. And a lot of times that, that scares people. But I will tell you this, if there's spiritual warfare going on around you, let me tell you, the power of God is being worked in your life. If there's troubles uh, coming at you, I can tell you this, God is, is coming to overcome those troubles. If you begin to chase after God and difficulties and the waves and the winds gathering, I want you to know this, that's to keep you from the kingdom that God has placed in you. And, and I, I will tell you this, I'll tell you this, if you'll trust God, and you'll head into those storms. You'll head into those struggles. You'll trust him in the midst of them. I, I can promise you this. He's going to make you strong. He's going to make you powerful. He's going to allow you to see his will and his way available to you. And when those troubles and difficulties come, I can say this to you. You're going to become a powerful man or woman as those, as those struggles make you and mold you 
as they refine you like fine gold, as they as the fire of troubles makes you into uh, uh, a trophy of God's goodness and his grace, a trophy of his, his redemption. And so he says, in him also we have obtained an inheritance. You have an inheritance. You have a future. Uh, the enemy will tell you you don't. You have a future. The world will tell you you don't. The TV will tell you you don't. The news will tell you you don't. But I can tell you this, you do have a future, and it's been secured in times past immemorial. It's been planned and prepared for you. And that that plan was culminated in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, because in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. We have his very best according to the riches of his grace. And so he says, uh, that has been his will, and that has been his will since the foundation of time. I don't want you to forget verse 4. I want you to be, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, we have what? In him we have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. And that was according to the counsel of his will. That's according to the will he had since the foundation of time, the will he had when he chose you, the will he, he had when he set this whole thing up, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. We should be. And he's talking about those who first knew Christ and trusted him 2,000 years ago. We're a part of that legacy and lineage, and we've heard the good news, and we've heard the gospel, and we've had it, we've had it told to us and preached to us, and it's alive. And it's real. And let me say this. Let me say this. If you have any inkling of it, if you have any desire of it, if you have any, if you have any hope in it, let me tell you something. God's already at work in your life. I want you to hear me today. If you hear God's voice just in the slightest in your heart, God's already at work in your life. He's already at work putting that plan in place. You should not fight it. You should go with it. You should not work against it. You should trust him. You should not battle against him. You should place all your faith and all your hope in him. And, and when you do, you will see the kingdom of God in the life you live and the world around you and in the future to come. And that's what the, the cross is about. That's what the empty tomb is about. It's about the resurrection power of God and the life that he's provided us through giving the life of his son for us. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.